Last time on Leighton Legends. Is there something in this room? Get down! And she takes a step down from her position towards you, Giovanni. Eight feet tall in all, looking down at you. And you recognize now that it is a spear. And at the very top of this spear, a crystal jutted into the top of it, golden and bright with yellow and radiant energy, crackling with power. Ah, my eyes! <laughs> Doc! I don't know how this explosive works, but it's in a glass bottle, so I'm assuming it's going to shatter on her weird wooden skin. Oh, 11? Bad news, that 11 misses. She just kind of ducks out of the way as you pull out this, this grenade out of your pocket. And now, suddenly, Mordecai, you have an eight-foot-tall dryad staring you down, and behind her is a wall of flames. Witch bolt. 17 to hit. Uh, the 17 does hit. You cast Witch Bolt, and a sheer blinding light radiates down from the ceiling, and it crashes down into this dryad, piercing her directly through the chest, and it stays there, crackling away. And then she falls to the ground, sliding on the lightning bolt, going straight through her chest. Oh, man, I guess she was just allergic to lightning the whole time. Wow, Jesus. man, that was a banger. I suggest we use her body as a bonfire and take oh, a long yeah, rest. No, we, yeah, we, dude, we, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, welcome back, guys, to another session of Latent Legends. Last time we played, you guys managed to defeat the dryad that was in the caves of the temple of the great tree of New Elf Town. And here we are now. You managed to kill them, and we decided afterwards, well, I decided because I'm in charge here, because I'm God, that you have finally fulfilled my personal requirements for you to reach level 7. <laughs> so, here's what we're doing today. <laughs> You're going to be uh, doing some level up, and we'll have a little bit of narrative afterwards, so I'd like you guys to open up your characters if you could. So go to your character sheet. Check. Uh-huh. And then you have class levels as part of your features, and then you can press level 7, because technically you're all level 7 now. Oh, hit points. Yeah, but... I have not had a good roll on my hit points ever. I just rolled 3. Can I take the average if I don't like it? <laughs> Here, I'll make you a deal, uh, John. That's pretty shit, and you are quickly becoming uh, the skinniest paladin I've ever it's seen. Every bad roll is really compounding out of the point where the, <laughs> the the fucking sorcerer in the group is gonna have the highest uh, hit points. So here here's what I'll do. I will allow you to either re-roll or take this number. Ten. But you have. To... <laughs> All right, there you go. Yeah, you didn't even let me finish. No, I felt okay, lucky. I go. felt really lucky. But a great, but a great evil <laughs> will happen to you in the future. Oh, you already rolled. Oh no! <laughs> Taking that ten, baby. Okay, there you go. Divine allegiance. How are you doing there, uh, Ben? Sorry, no, I, I missed uh, that. But it's still loading on my end. Sorry. So. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. And then it just does it automatically. Yeah? Fuck! I can't wait for level nine. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one for me. Good points. Uh, four. All right, that's cool. Average, not bad. That's also plus your constitution, so, you know. I got a fantastic friggin' six. I rolled max hit points. That's pretty, that's not bad. That made me real happy. Chance. 
Because I did, I did the same thing on D&D Beyond earlier to see what it might be, and I got, like, two less, so, uh, yeah, I'm taking this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got I was got to watch Brennan, because he's usually building his character a week or two beforehand. I'm surprised when you turned level six, you weren't already doing level seven, actually, months ago. Uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. <laughs> I was telling Ben about that before. I was like, you know, I just wanted to see what was available. Uh, Play smarter, not harder. Uh, exactly, right? Plus, Mordecai is a learned fellow, so why wouldn't he study himself? Wow. So next year, when we reach level 8, what do I have available? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ability score improvement, that's it. You have an ability score improvement? No, no not until 8. Okay, yeah. I was just browsing around. Yeah, something else to consider, guys. Um, it doesn't happen this level. It's certainly something that Brendan Mordecai is aware of because um, that's the type of shit he likes to do. But whenever you reach a level, um, I believe it's like 4, 8, 13, or 14 or something like that, um, there are some select levels that allow you to increase one of your attribute scores. Sometimes you just kind of throw that into like strength, like you increase it by one point, things like that. But the other thing that you can do, rather than increasing an ability score, is you can add a feat. And feat is like a special skill that you can do. So like dual wielding is a feat, things like that. So next time we level up, I'll try and remind us, but I'll, I'll get you a feat list. So you can see if there's anything you would rather pick from that instead of leveling up one of your attributes. Cool. I know what I would pick. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah <laughs> I bet you do. They don't happen to have a feat called finger gun expert, do they? Nice. <laughs> yeah, that can be. You can specialize. Talk to Nathan that. about like some. Uh, talk to Nathan about that movie. Oh, Josh, I was. I meant to ask you something. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I remember previously that when I leveled up, uh, I was able to switch out a meta magic ability. Would you allow me to do that again? What do you mean? So, right now. I've got those four different metamagic features that I can use, right? So I've got Twin Spell, Careful Spell, Seeking Spell, and Subtle Spell. Okay. Right? I don't gain a new one this level, but would you allow me to trade one out for another? No. Okay. I thought I'd try. You've, you've, yeah, you've made your bed, now you have to sleep in it. <sighs> I just never use Seeking Spell. Well, that's, I mean, it has its perks. Yeah, but Quicken Spell sounds so much better. <laughs> it is, because you can just fire off a magic bullet whenever you want. Just as a bonus action. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's It's pretty dangerous. <laughs> Circle of Death? I don't know. Dude. Dude. Doesn't sound very druidic. A sphere of negative energy <laughs> ripples out in a 60-foot radius. Well, you know what? As a gardener, sometimes you got to rip out some weeds. <laughs> what? Do you get anything cool from your like totem animals? There is there is some kind of cool. I, there was some, I'm just yet. so many. I'm just kind of just looking at them like, this is crazy. I had a feeling the druid would uh, have some cool stuff. Inventory still there. Still a crowbar. Oh, I guess I better delete my crowbar. It's still lost. Ed. Oh yeah, yeah. Burn that thing. It's gone. You lose. You lost your crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> Giovanni and I both tried to remove it. And it, it was just yeah. I'm buying a new crowbar. So I don't get a whole lot of crowbar. my crowbar. A, crowbar. a bigger one. A bigger crowbar. <laughs> Maybe they have a returning crowbar where it just automatically returns my hand like Thor's hammer. 
there's a couple cool spells in here. Oh, way cool, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I narrowed it, and you can narrow it down by levels here, too. I'm looking at one called uh, Guardian of Nature. <laughs> oh, man. That's some fun stuff. It I looks nuts. I just, uh, Nature Spirit answers your call and transforms you into a powerful guardian. Transformation lasts until the spell ends. You choose one of the following forms to assume. Oh, whoa. Kind of makes you sound like a medieval Power Ranger. Yeah. You know <laughs> you what? I don't think I. I don't think I. I honestly, I don't think I. <laughs> Mighty Morphin. Mighty Morphin. Primal Beast. Mighty Morphin Renlingard. What's this problem? Yeah, there's, a, there's gonna be a whole cutscene where it's just Val, and then, like, you all of a sudden, you, you see, like, fur, like, come from across the screen and just strap itself onto his arm. <laughs> we'll have I've, to use the I've tried to learn that little tap so many times. Monetized. It's, like, it's, it's deceivingly hard to play the Power Rangers guitar lead. <laughs> yeah, can I get you guys to just do, like, a 10-second clip? Uh, where it's just that ascending scale as fast as you can do, leaving on like a high reverb pitch. <laughs> and then I'll just put that in whenever Ben decides to use that. <laughs> nice. Go, go, Valerius. I'm still waiting on the Moonbeam theme song, but. I, what? <laughs> Here we are. Moonbeam's been, Moonbeam's been cut for like a year. The Moonbeam theme. Yeah. song? You wrote a theme song for Yeah. I, I'm waiting for it every episode. All right, let me go into music here. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, Brennan, am I, am I wrong? Yes, yes, you're correct. I yeah, like I, 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 I don't have it in my music folder. Oh, did you put it through Dropbox? Fuck. I yeah, I'm paused. Man, he was able to get a Dell on it and everything. <laughs> a who? <laughs> a Dell. You got a Dell to feature. Like the on James it. Bond intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I you know what. I, I'm just looking at a couple more, but uh, yeah, I think I might have to just go with Guardian of Nature. That just sounded crazy cool. Well, what else is available, man? Oh, well, here, yeah, I just... That's uh, a really good attack spell, but you don't do a whole lot other than Moonbeam when it comes just, to attacking. Uh, poison Spray. Um, infestation, that sounds interesting. Conjuration. That's kind of cool, too. Yeah. I, I think that one lets you push people around, too. Clouds of Mites, Fleas, Parasites to appear momentarily. Cause one creature to see with the range. <laughs> Like, you get to roll a d4 with that one, and it pushes people around. That's not what you want. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not finding any, like, song in, in my emails or in my Dropbox. It's real. Yeah. We all heard it. I, it's great. We're definitely not gaslighting you. I'll mess around with it, because, I, I, unfortunately, I'm, ha I'm having some trouble with... Um, yeah, I'm just having, like, I have a couple shared things uh, that have Moonbeam in the title, but it's just, like, the... Um, shit the name of episodes that we have like out of the moon beaming into the dark yeah 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 um there's but, there's one where ben says sorry that i used moonbeam and just crashed the whole fucking session <laughs> um, like, like i'm not i'm not seeing anything moonbeam related to my vibe fuck man um well uh brendan would you you because you you uh you tweaked it right and panned it and all that right uh let me double check you, you I, might I, you, I thought i might have sent it back to you Oh, but, uh, but I mean, see. you sh somewhere you might have. You guys definitely wrote the song and then just forgot about it. Oh, you did not send happened. it to Fuck. me. The background music folder, Moonbeam. I mean, I could do it. I mean, I could do it. I, I want to hear this. I've got the Bolivia theme. Uh, Bolivia theme. <laughs> Make haste, <laughs> mystery. <laughs> I'm not seeing Moonbeam. I have Apple the Bolivian uh, national anthem. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't be in video files. That doesn't make any sense. 
Or maybe it's on the computer that actually has the recording software. Duh. I don't know. You're talking crazy, Brennan. Moonbeam rough cut number nine. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that sounds like a real file, actually. That sounds pretty authentic. Rough cut number nine. Final, final moonbeam Final cut rough nine. cut number nine. Final, final, final cut number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to load this up and see if it's the real deal here. <laughs> it does sound like an intro to a James Bond like film, like where they really got in the synth. <laughs> All right, I'm going to mix this down and send it. I guess uh, we just never did that. Yeah, because I'll throw it on this episode, too. That'll be the cut between us um, us finishing up our, our level up cool. and us doing the narrative for the next part. All right, guys. Um, so I think that wraps up all the changes that we're making uh, to our character. Everybody's finished their level up, right? I believe oh, so. Yeah. I've just been dicking around with art. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's go through each of our characters one by one and just do like a quick outline of the changes. I know that they're pretty small at this level, but let's just kind of get them all in one place. So let's start with you, Brendan Mordecai. Then we'll go to Giovanni and Val. So what happened to your character, Brendan? Right, so first and foremost, uh, rolled the good old D6 hit die, got the maximum out, so he's jumped up to 46 hit points, which is quite a bit beefier for our glass cannon character. Yeah, um, it's, I think, the strongest, <laughs> or, like, the character, like, the sorcerer I've seen with the most amount of hit points ever, and right? that's crazy, because you're comparable to the paladin, who's supposed to be the guy taking all the hits. <laughs> I end up taking a lot of hits yeah. either way, so it's probably just doesn't take the, the hits. Best. That's all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I suppose it is significantly easier to hit you than it is the paladin, oh, yeah. but still. <laughs> um, second thing is I, I gained uh, another sorcery point, so I'm now up to nine total, including the two from my feet. Jesus. Uh, so I've got a lot of a lot of little points to play with uh, my spells and change them in fun ways. And the last thing is I now have access to fourth level spells like Ben. Um, and I picked up Dimension Door. It's going to be fun. <laughs> What's that one do? Uh, yeah, so I, I picked this one based off of uh, Ben falling down into that deep, deep cavernous shaft and thinking to myself, what, what if I could have saved him? So I picked up another teleport spell. And this one allows you to teleport from your current location to a spot you can see within range up to, I think it says, like, 300 feet. I mean, that's, like, a significant improvement over Misty Step, which is, what, like, 30 feet? Exactly. And, and I, already ha- I already have enough fucking issues with you using <laughs> Misty Step to get out of all of my, my traps. <laughs> the, you know what the best is. part about this one is, Josh? I can bring someone with me as long as they're within five uh. feet. Well, that, you know, that's kind of nice because uh, Giovanni's been missing out on a lot of this teleportation stuff. So now you can take a friend. Can actually zip, zip through the, the ether. You're, you're plus one. Remember that five feet because that kind of ties in nicely to an ability that I unlocked this turn as well. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Well, are you are you done there, uh, Mordecai? Was that all the uh, uh, updates for your character? Yeah. No, I was just going to say there's one thing with Dimension Door that works in your favor if you're worried about me being overpowered again, and that's if I end up in a space that's occupied or in a wall, I take 46 force damage, which is a lot more than me wearing a spectral sheet. So. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. There are <laughs> other things that I can use. Like, you can only teleport to something 300 feet that you can see. So it's not like you can be in a, say, underground temple and your friend falls into a bottomless pit. 
um, and then you can just jump in there and save them. See, that's the, my thinking was if I could reach him at terminal velocity and just look back to the <laughs> cliff, <laughs> step back up to the side, then I can see the cliff. Right? Oh, you just want you just want the scene from uh, the Lord of the Rings where Gandalf has fallen down that pit, and you want to <laughs> jump down and, and try to wrestle. With I want to return as Mordecai the White. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you want to get all those experience points that nobody else got. I got it. So yeah, that's me. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, speaking of uh, new abilities, Giovanni, John, you said that you had some new stuff going on. What happened to your character this time? Uh, I gained 12 health. Um, which is the most amount of health I think you've ever, you've ever got. Possibly combined. Uh, if you combine all my <laughs> other rolls for health, minus, con <laughs> minus constitution, yeah, it, it actually might be. That's like full 20% of your hit points that you've gotten up until this point. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's, there, additional 12. It's kind of crazy. So that's actually a big deal for me because that's one more good uh, good blow I can take to the old noggin before I expire. Um, nothing too exciting. I believe I got another spell slot, which is kind of cool. That doesn't mean I get to pick a spell, does it? Or it just means I get to... Uh, yeah. Another spell. You get to pick a spell. Come back to me on that one. But I will. Uh, <laughs> another cool ability is I unlocked part of my Oath of the Crown is Divine Allegiance, which uh, I'll just read. Starting at the seventh level, when a creature within five feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to magically substitute your own health for that of the target creature, causing that creature not to take the damage. Instead, you take the damage. This damage to you can't be reduced or prevented in any way. Wow. Oh man, that's okay. like like a sympathetic bond kind of thing. Yeah, but it's if it's like energy damage too, I can also absorb it in my armor that I have. So oh, it's that's nice. cool. That's sweet. And I if if I'm within five feet of you teleporting somewhere, because we can do that now, mm -hmm. could be like a little. I, I'm basically like I could be an overshield for somebody. <laughs> Giovanni, yeah, so he can jump through the portal. <laughs> I'm just picturing where Mordecai jumps and he pulls you along with him and uh, all of a sudden you're both in a wall and you're both taking that damage, but then you take both the damage for both of uh, I got this. It's fine. Wouldn't that just kill us? By the way, Giovanni, I just sent you a spell list for paladins. I, I, have, a, I, have, um, a, so I have a player handbook. I just need to find the paladin page. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, should I just pick one based on how cool the name is really quickly right now, or should you go to bed uh, and come back? I think that's how you should have been picking all of your spells up until this point. Uh, all more, of you guys should less... never have been reading any of the content. All right, full, is... full disclosure, what? that's what I do. <laughs> I feel like we're not actually want for healing spells. I feel like we're actually pretty well covered between me and Val. As long as I've got um, potions mm -hmm. in my pocket, I'm good. I considered it actually too, Geo, but uh, yeah, I kind of figured... I think with having Geo as the paladin, like it's pretty awesome having a paladin on your team because you're not confined by the rolls of a healing spell. So like you roll like a, a minor healing spell and you get like 1d6 health back or something. But with Lay on Hands, you just pump into them oh, like 30 hit points. Sick. Actually, I think Lay on Hands goes up every level too. So I think I get even more hit points now. Yeah, I think that's true. Oh my god, uh, I'm gonna grab the spell, uh, fucking magic weapon. <laughs> there you go. Because it's a, it's a bonus action. It's very simple, you touch a non-magic weapon. Until the spell ends, that weapon becomes a magic weapon, with a plus one bonus to attack rolls and damage rolls. Is Santa's longsword a magic weapon? Yes it is. Magic weapon seems less sick now. 
Is Mizdo's crossbow. I'm gonna need to buy a new crowbar and have you touch it before we go anywhere. <laughs> bless it. Every single time. Is... All, all the time. <laughs> Wait, is Mizdo's bless crossbow... my boy. <laughs> is Mizdo's magical crossbow a magical weapon? Uh, Mezzo's, I do. Well, it says. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm just what, kidding. Can you read out that name again? I'm just kidding. That's not actually. It's just called Mezzo's crossbow. Okay. Uh, then I think that it's not. Well, no, I think it's a magical I weapon 100%. because it has some. Yeah, it has some weird magical effects, like throwing money out of the end yeah. of it. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna say that's pretty magic. Or cursed, maybe I imbued with the spirit um, of Mezzo. Giovanni, your fists aren't magical you weapons. You know what? We. We have a lot of healing power, but we don't have a lot of curing power, so I'm actually going to grab Lesser Restoration. Oh, nice. Because who knows? You touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition affecting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. So I'm going to grab that because it's pretty pretty good for a paladin to have that. For sure. And oh, ben, man, that would have come in handy before the Dryad messed us up. You could have just yeah. cured her. And Ben can worry about getting more DPS and uh, cool or I'll worry about the healing. Yeah. I you, mean, I hate to be that that guy because you just mentioned that how good that would have been during the fight with or prior to the fight with the Dryad. Um, but you already have lesser restoration. Oh my god. Oh. Just I'm putting that out there. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so so Ben, you focus on DPS. I'll focus on getting the party moved around the screen, and John heals us. We're the perfect trifecta. That's right. Yeah, we just yeah, speed. We are the speed, fire triangle. Speed, firepower, and, and armor. <laughs> Securing machine, <laughs> popping in and out of dimensional doors, blasting lightning bolts, and all kinds of other nasty crap. What's that? Oh no, it's a feral vowel our, uh, in your head. Our, our new squad game is gonna be like Kill Zone. Oh my God, this is a pretty good one here. Aid. Ooh, actually, uh, okay, uh, so I'm just going back over this. So this is how paladin spells work, like your spell lists. Mm -hmm. You prepare the list of paladin spells that are available for you to cast, choosing from the spell uh, paladin spell list, blah, blah, blah. When you do so, choose a number of paladin spells equal to your charisma modifier plus half your paladin level rounded down. The spells must be of a level for which you have spell slots. So you got your spell slots here, which are four first level spells and three second level spells. And as a seventh level paladin, that means you would have 3.5 plus charisma modifier, which is two. So you should only have six spells. And what I'm at right now? You are at five spells. So yeah. You, you got space for another spell there. And is you probably it, had a space for another spell at level six, but here we are. Um, does that does that mean with prepared spell slots, does he work like a cleric? Yeah, so he can pick new ones. And like after a long rest kind of deal? Yeah. Oh, dude. So you can cash out your spells. That's clutch. Uh, you just have to choose which one you're going to use that day. Um, but anyways, you have seven spell slots for first level and three second level. That's new. Wow. Um, but you only have six spells that you can have prepared during a given day. Oh, I'm going to keep them pretty similar. I'm pretty boring as a spellcaster. Um, I've already got Cure Wounds, Detect Poison and Disease, uh, Protection from Good, Evil and Good, Branding Smite, and Lesser Restoration. Oh my god, I have that the whole fucking time. <laughs> um, so I'm going to add Aid to my list of spells. <laughs> that was um, the one I was looking at. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I mean, if we both get aid that, and you, you also use your totem, that'd be pretty <laughs> sick. What, what does it do? 
Uh, aid is a one is a cost one action points. Your spell bolsters allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increased by five for the duration. Wow. When you cast this spell using a spell slot third level or higher, a target's hit points increased by an additional five for each slot above the second. Whenever you get third level spells. Uh, which will be soon. Uh, level nine. <laughs> soon. It's like two years away. Not two years. Yeah, two years. We level up once yeah, a year. Probably, <laughs> probably closer to three. Our creatures grow with us. Next, next level, I can fly, so that's kind of a cool one for me. Not, not too much. That's pretty sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, it for your level uh, up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, Val. Ben. Uh, what happened to Val this turn? Sure. So not or a whole lot. Level up. Not a whole lot for Val. Uh, but uh, like Mordecai, I get a uh, fourth uh, level spell slot as well. Uh, I rolled four out of a possible eight for my uh, hit points. So I'm at 48 now. Um, the spell that I picked up is called Guardian of Nature. Um, it's very valid, it's very cool. So, um, it's a fourth level transmutation. It's just on myself. A nature spirit answers your call and transforms you into a powerful guardian. The transformation lasts until the spell ends. You choose one of the following forms to assume. Primal Beast or Great Tree. Uh, Primal Beast, uh, bestial fur covers your body. Your facial features become feral. And you gain the following benefits. I can walk uh, 10 feet further. Dark vision uh, up to 120 feet. Uh, you make strength-based attack rolls with advantage. And melee attack deal an extra 1d6 force damage on a hit. Or you can go the great tree route. And your skin appears barky. Leaves sprout from your hair. And you gain the following benefits. You gain 10 temporary hit points. You make constitution saving throws with advantage. Uh, you make dex and wisdom-based rolls with advantage. And while you are on the ground, the ground within 50 feet is difficult for terrain for your enemies. Oh, I didn't read that one until now. So <laughs> that's uh, okay, okay. So you be you become right. like a giant, like a giant wolf or boar or something, or you become an ant. So there you go. Yep. That's sweet. Uh, and I thought that was kind of appropriate uh, having the gang kind of slid in nature spirit. So that was kind of always been an eco warrior. So uh, now it's official. So if Ben becomes an ant, does his speaking get slower? I think that's up to Val to decide. Uh, yeah, he has to maybe. We'll have to see. I think he's already doing we'll have it. We'll to see. We should attack now. Difficult terrain. I'm looking forward to seeing like the impression that that leaves on Mordecai and Giovanni the first time you turn into a giant tree in front mm. of them. Like animals Just no explanation. We've seen, but like, yeah. Well, it doesn't say you get giant though. It says your skin appears barky, you leaves sprout. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It says, uh, that's up to us, I guess. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. Um, I like the visual of you being. An I do too. Yeah, I guess. But uh, he's just you like growing an ten ant child. feet taller is like a. Uh, yeah, you're like an ant baby. Yeah. It'd be really confusing for if you actually mean ants. Well, and like it just doesn't would make, would make sense that if you go like a giant tree and then or, or and only a small animal that if you but if you're a, if you're a large animal you you'd need more than ten plus walking feet that'd be crazy right? I mean yeah. you should be able to just rip rip yeah. around like a freaking werewolf or something. <laughs> yeah, and it goes without saying that each time you use uh, either of these, you, there's a great like transformation scene with like killer guitar solos over top of it. <laughs> we're, we're gonna need a new soundtrack. All right, okay, all right. Soundtrack. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the levels up. I know that level seven isn't particularly interesting, but I mean, we do have a few hits there. Yeah. I mean, Giovanni got some more HP and you guys got some cool spells. Mm -hmm. So there you go. 
Are you guys uh, ready to do a little bit of narrative? So I don't have um, a lot of gameplay for us today, but there's certainly where we left off last week, you had just killed the Dryad. You hadn't done investigations around room. You hadn't looked at stuff. You just kind of killed it and that's where we left off. So there's still some stuff that you can do here. Um, and that's where we're gonna kind of pick up today. Hit me with that RP. And, and yeah, and we'll fade in with the sweet sounds of Val's long lost moonbeam track uh, leading us into it. <laughs> Okay, so the three of you stare down at the corpse, I guess you could describe it. Corpse might make sense. It's sort of bonfire. It's one part bonfire, one part <laughs> corpse here in front of you. We should say that the dryad isn't actively on fire, but it's tough to tell the difference between it and a bundle of sticks. So here you are, standing in front, looking down at this creature. Giovanni, you had just kicked the spear that it was wielding away from it. And you're feeling a little bit stronger. Yeah, <laughs> certainly feeling a little bit better. Perhaps you got a bit of a moral boost from from defeating this creature that nearly killed you a few times. I feel quite strong. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know what? Giovanni and Mordecai, yeah, you guys do feel a little bit better. Mordecai, you feel uh, a little bit more charming. And Giovanni, of course, you feel stronger. Ooh. <laughs> so that's that's you guys getting ah. your abilities back. Cool. You're not quite sure how it happened or why it happened, but you're starting to feel a little bit better. Just going to give Gio like an unspoken glance, like uh, one of those, are you feeling what I'm feeling kind of looks. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, cool. The sexual tension is high. <laughs> <laughs> it never disappears. Josh, remind me to remind you that there was something in game that I wanted to talk to you about after that I don't know if I can disclose to the rest of the party or not. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Can I make an investigation or a nature check on the dryad to to see why it was all funky haywire um well choose one well the, it's the same it's the same score either way so i guess nature. it is but you have to it, it's based off of the information that i'm going to give you let's go with nature check because okay. it's a tree person <laughs> fair enough might have been my expertise but i got a 14 well, you did pretty well okay so Mordecai, um, you may have done a nature check before you fought this thing. I can't quite recall. Hmm. Um, but based off of what you just rolled, looking at the body of the dryad on the ground, you can see that, yes, it is in fact a dryad. And you've never seen one before. You know that these are extremely rare creatures and honestly thought to not exist. There's a certain element among the academic community that thinks that they were just um, people that perhaps were wearing camouflage in the woods. Mm -hmm. So to you, this did, may not have existed. Josh, did the people did the people actually think that's what the dryads were? I'm giving some. I'm shedding some uh, world building here. I'm sure that there are uh, many explanations. Parts of the <laughs> academic community that maybe didn't think that these things actually existed, because you're coming from an academic background. Your idea of dryads are things that are written in books. Like you've never seen one. Yeah. Nobody. There's no class on like dryads 101, but there are some writings about them in the history, and there are some papers like. Did these even exist, or were these just um, the a, a particular history. cult of peoples? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you can see in front of you, yes, this is a dryad. You don't know much about the interaction between plants and humanoid creatures. Like, they don't pop up quite often. Hmm. 
but you can tell that there is something distinctly wrong about this one. Okay. The areas of its body where there are leaves are black and withered. Mm. Its bark is still there. It doesn't seem to have aged too much. The places where you cut it, you can tell that it is bleeding underneath it, but it's not running. Sap or blood? It, it, it looks, it's tough to figure out whether it's like more tree-like, like a, a sap. It certainly seems more of like a bluish tint. It's very, very dark in color, like but it's not, it's not actively bleeding. Hmm. Okay. It's almost like it's, it's dried. First things first, can I kick up the spear that I kicked away and give it to Val? <laughs> oh, good call. Like, thanks, Joe. See what you make of this. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm not even I'm not even gonna try to investigate the magical elf cave spear with a magical mm. crystal on the end. So, this is more you and more guys territory. Considering Val's the only one who's ever used the spear before, I guess that makes sense. That too. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Pulled a spear. Right now. I was literally staring at this picture of Val's character, and he's just holding a spear, and I'm like, spear, spear, yeah, spear. <laughs> well, Val's spear. Val, Val's fairly yeah. familiar with the spear, having had it, you know, like whipped at his head, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I think tried. you still have that spear too, Val. Like, uh, yeah, like somewhere. You still have your old spear. You have that. You have that walnut shaft. We we spent like a yeah. solid two well, episodes talking about how shiny this walnut. Well polished. Shaft. Yeah. I've been waiting for you to launch it through the ghostwood bow. Came like an, yeah, it's yeah. an instructional <laughs> woodworking podcast for a little bit there. It was kind of weird. <laughs> I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting for the ballista attachment for my ghostwood bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a simple we'll we'll work on it. We'll convert your bow into a. Field artillery. Maybe a, a mini series where <laughs> Val goes to Ren, Renlin Yu to study siegecraft. <laughs> he makes all sorts of crazy friends there in the frat house. It's just animal house, but Val is yeah, uh, yeah. the main character. Yeah, that that certainly makes sense for this eco warrior to start taking uh, classes on uh, ballista manufacturing. Well, hey. it could be like it could literally a sustainable call it, way of doing this, guys. Call it animal house. Again, just call it Animal House because Val's a druid and he can summon animals. And because yeah. he's made fun of a lot at school, the animals help him like fight the bullies. It, it'll be Animal House, but animals written in italics. Yes. <laughs> animal House. Yeah, there you go. Bold. Or like. Animal House, but written H A U S E, like in German. <laughs> yeah, it's actually Hans's school of, uh, <laughs> of, of ballista making. <laughs> oh man, I forgot all about Hans. How could you forget about Hans? <laughs> How is that guy? Val, can you can you commune with Hans about w- w- this creature? Can you talk to him in your head or something? <laughs> Josh is like, I didn't really, I didn't really like write a lot, and I'm just like, what if Val had a mini series where he went to university, and it was uh, <laughs> it was called Animal House. <laughs> okay, I'm all right. Uh, first things first. Uh, so Giovanni, you pick up that spear, right? Roll wisdom check. Oh, shit. I wasn't ready for that. With a bonus, of course. Oh, no, it's not a saving throw. It's a check. Uh, actually, no, it is a saving throw. Let's see how that went. That is a 9 plus 1, so 10. <laughs> All right, so, Giovanni, you go to pick up the spear. It's lying on the ground there. It's not doing anything. It just kind of looks naturally resting against the ground. Like, it's an inanimate object, but it seems like it's really kind of at place there. And you go and you grab it. It is a long spear. It seems almost like it's 8 feet, 10 feet tall. And it has that crystal at the end of it kind of bound growing into the wood. And you go to pick it up. And it starts growing very hot. Very, very hot. And it gets hotter as you hold it in your hands. 
and then it burns you. Ooh, through my glove? Through your glove. Oh. The metal plate on your hands is not being affected by this. It's not glowing red hot. It's not getting, like, burning that way. It's burning almost directly through the glove. And you take... Oh my god, somebody casted heat wood on it. You take seven points of damage. Oh, Jesus. Five. Ah! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Welcome to level seven. Never mind. Uh, but I didn't take any damage when I kicked it away, though, so... No. It's just prolonged contact that does this. How heavy is it, would you say, Giovanni? Uh, <laughs> hard to gauge, because it burned me. <laughs> Um, uh, I, give me a second here, because there are actually weights for this stuff. Oh, okay. Do not pick up this the foul spear. It burned my hand. I can do it with mage hand. Well, we just inve- well we just investigated it first and just. Well, we can investigate it in the air. So first things first, spear is four pounds. Mm. There you okay. go. Cool. The spear was four pounds. Nailed it. Uh, I'll just quickly cast Mage Hand and levitate it up in the air so we can get a better look at it. Okay. Sure. Um, you do that. Giving a bonus to investigation rolls? Because I've got it in a better <laughs> eye range. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll consider that to be a help action. Okay. Sure. So you're going to be helping Val. You're going to give an advantage on this investigation check. Can I give it a look-see, too? Because I'm pretty curious about no. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. You can you can have advantage on it as well. Fuck it. You guys can all have your fucking advantage. I'm not looking at it. Spear. <laughs> Not twenty. Okay. His mage hand. <laughs> Fuck off. His mage hand is 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 holding it. Yep. That's the only time I've ever rolled like more than a ten on an investigation. So. Yeah. Okay. So what? I what feel do you like? Mordecai's not really paying attention, so he just like flicked his finger behind him, casting the spell. But I'm still inspecting the dryad, trying to figure out where this black ooze is coming from. Sure. 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 Um. Then you will not notice some things. Yes. Um. <laughs> so what were your rolls there, guys? Uh, Giovanni rolled a natural twenty. Uh, Val rolled a twelve. Okay. All right. So. All of a sudden, you see a spectral hand kind of float up from underneath the ground there, and it just kind of floats around maybe about five feet up in the air. Uh, Mordecai, you seem to not be as interested in the hand that you yourself just casted as you continue to look over the body of this dryad. Uh, The hand, though, reads your command subconsciously and floats over, goes down, and picks up the spear and picks it up. I'll go over what you notice first, Val, and then I'll add in some information for you, Giovanni. Sure. So... Val, you cannot, looking at the spear, detect what type of wood this is. It is a very Hmm. black wood. It's incredibly dark, darker than most woods that you would see elsewhere. It almost looks like it's burnt, but it's certainly not carbonized. It's not like it was burnt with fire. It is just the natural color of the wood itself. You can see that at the end of it is that crackling, glowing, yellowed crystal Mm -hmm. that you've seen on many other occasions. We called them what, like prison, prison shards? shards or something? Yeah, the know. prison shards. Yeah. Yep. And you can see that it almost looks like the wood itself grew around the shard and it's holding in place. And it looks incredibly solid. It doesn't look like you can try and wriggle this free. Rip the stone out uh, of the, 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 the fix, out of the mounting. Yeah. Yeah. The wood itself, there's nothing on it. There's no carved runes or anything. It looks like a very natural, hmm. perfectly straight wood. Um, there are no like areas where you would see branches would come off of it where it would be trimmed. Like you can't see the core coming through. It looks like it was grown specifically around this into a perfectly straight position. Right. It doesn't look sanded, doesn't look carved. It's it's perfectly straight. Uh Giovanni, you looking over the spear, you notice all the same things that Val does. And you can 
confidently say that this is the same kind of prison shard that you've seen elsewhere. It looks a little bit different than the ones that you've seen. The ones that uh, Martin gave you almost had like a purplish kind of glow to it. But this one is purely uh, yellow, this golden kind of light emanating from it. You do pick up on something that Val doesn't know, and it's probably because you yourself handled it earlier. But you can see where around the edges of the fingers where the magic hand is holding it, it is starting to grow red hot. And you can sort of see a little steam coming off of that. The hand itself doesn't burn, but you can see that the areas where the hand is touching it are starting to burn. Huh. Like there's like this kind of smoke vapor coming off of it. I think we must tread carefully here because it's starting to burn the hands. <laughs> uh, do you guys want me to just slide this into my pocket or uh, the the bag of holding or something for later? Um, I'll take a, I'll take a triad. All right, and I'll uh, hover it just over his hand. I and, am the uh, guardian of nature. Stop concentrating <laughs> on on the mage hand, and it just puffs into smoke. Okay, all right, it's. I guess falls in front of Val. <laughs> like <laughs> you just dropped it. No, on the no, ground. no. I want to snatch it. Gonna... Snatch it as, as Mage Hand disappears. Yeah. All right, Val. You reach out your hands. I need you to roll a Wisdom saving throw. Sure. You have advantage because I have faith in you, buddy. Plus two. Uh, there's no. There's <laughs> no <laughs> advantage. You do get the uh, plus two from you. Yeah, there's, al there's always advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't say advantage. There's always a plus two. There's always a plus two if you uh, ask persistently enough. <laughs> Uh, it's only a nine, well, an eleven, I guess. Same as Geo. <laughs> Jeez, even with a plus six to your wisdom saving throw, you rolled mm -hmm. a three. All right, yeah, it burns your hand. You ah! catch it and you try to hold on to it, and ah. you take three points of fire damage. Fire, which is the lowest uh, damage that you could take because it was okay, a d six. Well. <laughs> Owie. <laughs> ah. Ow. <sighs> okay. Okay. Do you let it go or do you? Do you try to pick it up again, or do you hold on I'll, to it? I'll, like, what do you do? I'll try. I'll try again. I mean, uh, I, this is a garbage roll. So okay, wisdom saving throw. Uh, I'm Let's gonna have my bag Val. of holding at the ready, just in case Val's, he can't hold. Val's it for never too long. one to learn from his mistakes. So all right, let's see if we can kill Val with uh, oh, just God. by holding on to the spear. Wow, deuces. A nine again. <laughs> okay, all right, you take seven points of fire damage. Ah! It's burning away at your hand. Let me do it again. Guys, guys, come on. You're going to do the, it again? Okay, yep, got, all right. I got let's the see, mouth let's... of the bag of holding open, just ready. <laughs> Tri <Yep>. Triple or nothing? <laughs> Triple or nothing. You're getting a little bit cocky with that uh, that plus six that you get. Knocks himself out again. Yeah. Yo, wait. I'm going to I'm gonna absorb some of that huh? damn. I'm going to absorb that seven for Val because he's within five feet of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Val just uh, commits and uh, digs deep and squeaks out a 19. Plus two, I guess, right? Okay. Is Geo helping me Is, uh, with, with something? Yeah, uh, Geo's helping you. Yeah. Okay, 21 then. Yep. Well, that's what you get with any kind of saving throw. Geo will always give you a plus two to it. If you're within 15 feet, I think, of me, it's not... It's not uh, nice. Well, we can deal with that later. You're within five feet of him now, so yeah. unless... Uh, it's. I don't know if you can get much closer than that, other than wearing his clothes <laughs> with him. Just want to reiterate. Um, so I'm just I, gonna... I used my new ability to absorb the seven damage that Val would have taken. Well, thanks, Joe. Hey, it's coming in handy already. Uh, thanks, buddy. Okay, you're screaming through the pain of it burning your hands, <laughs> and then the heat starts to subside, and you can feel it kind of the warmth on your hands kind of 
start to cool down a little bit. Oof. And then suddenly it's cold. It's just wood. It's not burning you or anything. Are, are my hands blistered or like chapped from the, from the heat or? <laughs> I'm going to say chapped because you only took like a, well, maybe a little, you might have a tiny little blister on there. It's not sure. much worse than if you just had a really bad rug burn though. Cool, cool. You took like 11 points of damage there. <laughs> but it subsides and you're able to hold the spear. But you do feel a certain vibration coming from the spear. I don't know what it is to you, but it, it doesn't feel like it's antagonistic. It doesn't feel like it's an angry spear trying to get out of your hands. It just feels like something of raw power just kind of vibrating with its strength. It's giving off good vibes. It's just probably that, that crystal pulsing away on the end there. I'm also absorbing that damage. Yeah, <laughs> you're absorbing the vibration. No, the, yeah, I bet it's, you my, it's my planar guard armor. Uh, no, you're okay. Yeah, clock that. What kind one of energy away. do you get? It's fire. It's fire, I guess. Okay, so uh, speaking of the crystal, Val, the crystal at the end is acting differently than it was when it was just laying on the ground. It's starting to spark. Oh shit! And change. It's kind of sending off little embers of light from it, and it's lighting up the room around you. You already have all of these crystals that are around you just shedding light everywhere, and you have your various torches kind of giving off light, but you can see that amongst all of it is just this hot embers just kind of shooting off like sparks, like steel under a grindstone. But as you continue to hold on to it, it starts shooting more and more and the spear itself starts shaking in your hands <laughs> can i get you to roll a wisdom check this time yeah sure not a saving throw i see i see your tricks i see what's going on here it was obviously a spear of fireworks <laughs> um well that's what val thinks because he rolled an eight <laughs> yeah it's a spear of fireworks whoa what a sparkler um, <laughs> No, something about this spear, and I mean, like, this is an eight here, so you're not getting a lot of information, but something about this spear feels like it knows what it's doing. Whatever it's doing just sort of feels right, and that's about all you get from it. Like the singing sword? I don't think that's a reference we've touched on before. No, that's from Bugs Bunny, so no, just uh, dis <laughs> okay. disregard that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so it's a singing spear here, um, <laughs> and it's shaking in your hand, and it starts to lower itself in your posture so it's not being held up by your chest anymore it starts to bend down so it's horizontal with the floor and then the sparks start shooting forward and they start getting stronger and then all of a sudden there's this moment where all the sound just kind of sucks out of the air almost like it's being sucked into the spear and all the sparks disappear and all of a sudden there's a bam and within maybe 20 feet in front of you where you were pointing that spear just past Giovanni just past Mordecai a portal opens and it's glowing bright and blue and shiny into amongst all the other lights in this cavern. Wow. Could I have everybody roll perception checks? You most certainly can. Hell yeah. <laughs> Three. Six for Geo. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like on the ground rolling the dryad corpse around looking for like <laughs> a shard or something. 18 like. for Val. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mordecai, you don't even notice that there's a portal in front of you. <laughs> Giovanni, the room seems slightly lighter. Val, you follow your gaze down the shaft of this spear and towards the portal that you can see 20 feet in front of you. And it seems to vibrate with the same energy that the spear was coming from. You can kind of feel it in the room around you. 
And then you hear voices. All of us? No, just you, Val. Oh. You can hear voices coming from this portal. Almost like they're on the other side of a door. And you recognize them, Val. They're elvish. Ah, I was about to say. I think I found the elves. What do you do, Val, with this information? Because Mordecai seems really preoccupied with his body on the ground. And she Giovanni she is kind of staring into the, the middle distance. <laughs> into the abyss. <laughs> I was honestly just about to ask, is there like... Is there any part of this dryad that I could... I mean, this is going to sound more... Is there any part of this dryad that I could take <laughs> that would prove the dryads are real? Oh, Brendo! Or Mordecai! Like, it's like it's or something, or like peel its face. Like <laughs> While we're at it, I want to grab a lock of the dryad's hair to add to my troll ear collection. Right? Yeah, I, f- I, I, figured, I figured Gio would want to, you know, some savagery in this... Okay, um, I kind of want to have you guys no face. respect for the natural world. Like, for this thing that tried to kill us and ins- and pro- captured all the elves. Cur- clearly corrupted yeah. by dark magic, Jew. And I'm doing this for the scholarly pursuit, right? Like, th- there's a bunch of people out there that don't believe that dryads are real. I, I can provide sound proof. Yeah, Mordecai's going to write a research to the scientific on community. Yeah, that's and what, that's get what back I see. into the I, university. I, yeah, good luck publishing I'm, that. I'm sure the high. <laughs> I'm sure the high priest, uh, Jeff, will have much to say about the, uh, <laughs> about, the about this. I, I haven't told you about um, killing him. And this troll, I mean, and this troll year whenever I bring it back to him. Okay, all right, great. So there's this giant glowing portal in front of you that's vibrating with radiant energy, and uh, El- Val can hear elf voices coming from it. I need uh, Mordecai and Giovanni to roll survival checks to see how well you're able to butcher this dryad. Sweet. Wow. Seven. Six. F- fucking poorly. <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> I want like a dryad face. Uh, I'm literally hacking at it with a fucking long sword. I don't want to touch it. Too yeah. Much, like. <laughs> You're lucky I'm holding this portal open. <laughs> uh, Mordecai, you you walk over and you look at the corpse of this dryad and you're like, huh, how am I going to take some of this to bring home? I don't quite know. Uh, you know what? I got it. And you walk over and you step on its hand with your boot. And then you take your hand and you grab onto one of its fingers and just kind of bend it back over your boot. And now you have a dryad <laughs> finger. There you go. Hey, man, it's a lucky dryad's finger. <laughs> you put that on a key What do I get with a seven? <laughs> you reach down into its hair and, like, well, well you just swipe down <laughs> with your sword. And you, like, cut its whole head off. I think its head was maybe already off. I don't Can I grab the head? You guys killed this thing. Uh, no, you reach down off of the head and you just grab a little twig of hair and you're like, ha, I got its hair. Can I take, can I try to sever the heads? Or is that, is that too close to what we're doing here? You definitely just started smashing at its head, like its neck to try and like take off part of its hair. Cause that's specifically what you asked for. And you take the head off. You're looking down at the head Jeez, of the dryad nice. and then you reach down and just grab some of its hair instead. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm content with that. Has, has Val told us about this portal yet? Or are we still horribly unaware? Or is that... It's horribly unaware, unfortunately. Are we going to hang okay. cliffhanger it? I'll cliffhanger it. No, let's go. Like, this is not how I want to leave a, a session where you guys hack off this I, I am 100% cool with running through a portal right now, as long as I'm told what exists. Okay, well, here, I'll do some narrative for you guys. 
Okay, so the two of you butchering away at this dryad, <laughs> just like monster, just crushing this thing under your shoes and under your sword, just grabbing what you can like animals. And then you look up, and you can see that there's Val holding this spear like a shotgun at his waist, pointing it <laughs> off into the distance. And you follow where that spear is going, and you look up from the body of this dryad. <laughs> past it and in the distance you can see this maybe 20 foot diameter portal just sitting in front of you guys the whole time and then you look back at Val and Val says give me something good here Val the elves <laughs> and then the two of you look back at the portal and you can start to hear them too the sound of elvish voices singing and then you walk towards the portal Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode and to all other episodes if you've made it up until this point. A special thanks to Jason, Al, DJ Seath, Aaron, and Ethan. You guys have been uh, patrons of ours for a real long time, and we have a lot more planned for you guys, so it's just it's nice to have you guys along for the ride. Um, if you want to hear more from us, you can check us out over on Instagram as Leighton Legends or join us over on Facebook. That's where we post a lot of our like content stuff. And it's also where we like to post fun things like if we're going to be doing a live show. Like that, that's fun. People like that sometimes. Uh, if you really want to buckle down and support us, uh, you can join us over on Patreon. But of course, there's no pressure. Um, we just like that you listen to us. That makes us feel good. And that's a lot of the time all we need. Uh, stay tuned as we have more planned and more coming up on the way. We'll see you guys next week. week.